Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, episode number 48. Only two away from 50. I can't wait to reach 50. It's a goal. It's in my vision. It's something I want to reach. It's going to be a milestone for this podcast and for the ministry. But I'm excited for the episode I have this week. This week is Thanksgiving week. So this episode is coming out early. It's coming out Tuesday afternoon for those who will be traveling and spending time with family on Thanksgiving Day. So this week's episode is with Pastor Walter Cardenas. He is the youth director for the Mountain View Conference. And we talk about what's going on in his conference and how he engages with youth and young adults today. And he says something really interesting toward the end of the episode, which I want you to listen to very carefully. So check it out. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. I am graced by the presence, and I have the pleasure to interview today Pastor Walter Cardenas, the Youth Director from the Mountain View Conference. How are you doing today, Pastor? I am blessed. I am blessed. I'm having a a wonderful time uh, here in Mountain View, and I'm just honored to be here in your podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, let's just get right into it and ask if you could give a short bio or summary of you in ministry and what led you to where you are now. Well, uh, uh, once again, uh, Walter Cardenas, and I am the husband of one wife. I have two two kids, uh, which are a joy in my life as well. And and uh, are one of the reasons uh, at this point, even though I started off in uh, uh, youth ministry before I had them, even before I was married, but uh, now that I have my kids, it has brought some more um, intentionality when I see that uh, my kids once uh, at one point will be youth and, and I want to make sure that they have a church that accepts them and is safe for them as they grow, um, grow older. Um, so I started in youth ministries uh, probably over 15 years ago uh, where I was just volunteering. And then uh, God called me to become a pastor, a church planter, a missionary. And through that, eventually called me into um, being a district pastor and uh then uh, he, he, I was called to be a camp director and got involved more with youth, uh, which has been one of my passions for since forever. Uh, I, I enjoy myself uh, working with um, youth and, and uh, young adults as well. And it has been a wonderful blessing uh, just seeing how God transforms the lives of those young people uh, before our eyes at times and, and, and how God is using some of those that are no longer youth or um, they're young adults and how involved they are in serving God. Wow, uh, that's so amazing because I can totally relate. Uh, I think one of the best things and one of my favorite things in youth ministry is what something you mentioned, which is seeing young people um, fall in love with Jesus right before your eyes. Uh, I, I remember just 
talking about Jesus and just seeing their eyes light up. And mm -hmm. it, it's just such an amazing thing to see them just realize how great God is and how much they want to serve him. Um, my next question for you is, is a difficult question, but I've been asking a lot of youth directors this to really just get a feel of the climate of our division and how we interact with young people. How do you feel our church is handling, engaging with Generation Z today? Unfortunately, if we were to be honest, um, we are trying our best, but we're failing at it. Uh, as of right now, there is just a small portion of um, uh, of leaders in, in churches and members that are really grasping, uh, catching on to the vision. Um, but unfortunately, we are not at a point where we can safely say that, hey, we got this generation that, um, and, and that we, we, we know what we're doing, we know where we're going. Uh, I think we're not at that stage yet. Uh, I think we're trying. There's uh, movements and there's people that are intentional about it. And there is uh, a lot of uh, people that are trying to, to, to bring awareness to the lack of, um, of understanding that we have for that generation. Wow. Um, so let me ask a little further uh, in mm -hmm. going into it. Where do you think, because I feel like at the conference level, when I've spoken with a lot of youth directors, that we're very aware of the need to engage with all these generations, but then there's something of a disconnect maybe at the church level. Uh, so. Um, from your opinion and what you've been seeing, where, why, do you see that disconnect? Uh, why is there that disconnect? Well, th that was a very, very good question. It's a very profound and deep, and there's so many factors that uh, can uh, be put into place with this. Uh, for instance, sometimes you will find generations that uh, uh, don't, some of the older generations, I'm not saying everyone within that generation, I'm not trying to generalize, but in some instances, some of the older generations are saying, well, I was raised this way, this is the way that I, I did things, this is the way that I was taught, therefore, this generation, we try to, to have a cookie cutter type of uh, religion or spiritual life, and we want to just feed that to, to this generation that is, they're not about that. Is totally a different way. Um, they're more about, okay, let's stop talking about what Jesus did and let's start doing what Jesus did type of stuff. And, and, and the older generations are more about what Jesus said and what he did. And sometimes we're not really taking action or doing anything. And this generation is, let's talk less and let's, let's do more type of stuff. <laughs> wow, awesome. I, I, I completely totally agree with that it's i think um it's definitely something within local churches where they want to stay comfortable and do mm -hmm. what they've always been doing and mm -hmm. it's just about certain leaders stepping up and saying we have to be a little different we have to be a little innovative we don't have we, we're not going to get away from our values and our doctrines and, and, and the message, but we have to reach the young people where they're at, such as, you know, using social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, it's really cool about that. Um, 
so you're from the Mountain View Conference. Um, could you let us know, because this is a conference that doesn't have the name of the state. So could you let us know what is the geography of the Mountain View Conference? Well, we cover the, our territory in the Mountain View is most of West Virginia, um, except for the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, that territory belongs to, to the Chesapeake Conference. And uh, we also have the Western Maryland, the territory of the Western Maryland, the state of Maryland there. Uh, and we're part of the Columbia Union. Uh, so, so it is a beautiful place. We are in the Appalachian uh, Mountains and, and it is just a, a wonderful place to be. A lot of wonderful things to do outdoors and and uh, throughout the year, pretty much from skiing to hiking to caving to whitewater rafting to, it's just a, a very, very good, uh, good territory for youth and, and families, young families and everything. So it's a wonderful place. So, sounds like uh, camp in Pathfinder ministry is uh, uh, booming over there because of all the activities you guys get to do. <laughs> yes, we have, uh, we, we are, um, and we're a small conference. Uh, we, our territory, even though we have uh, geographically a lot of people within, uh, geographically we, we have a large portion of our land that we cover, but when it comes to our, uh, the population, it's not that we don't have huge cities like other places. So our, the population that we serve within this territory is a little bit over uh, 2 million people. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. okay. Wow. All right. Um, so going into Mountain View Conference, uh, what is the vision that your conference and your office have for youth ministry in how to uh, grow youth and young adults in churches and in ministries? What's the vision from your conference? Okay. Well, at this point, some of the stuff uh, I'm excited, particularly at this time in our, um, the way that our conference is moving forward and how we're uh, working uh, with a team. We are, we're restructuring uh, everything at the conference level and in Pathfinder ministry, I mean, in the youth ministries as well uh, for one of the things that you have to understand being a small conference, we have uh, many hats that we wear. For instance, at one point I was doing camp directing. I was youth ministries, young adults. I had a district to, that I had to take care of too. And I had a school that I was uh, dealing with. But we've been revamping. We've been uh, doing things a little different. And one of the amazing things that is happening is that just as of uh, this year, we've been uh, putting a team together where we have associates that are uh, helping in the different areas like youth, young adults, public campus ministries, pathfinders. And we have a, a very solid team that we have involved even more, uh, uh, some lay youth and young adults that are part of this team that are helping us develop uh, the youth ministries. Uh, we have come to, to say, hey, listen, we are, um, if we are going to start making changes in our local churches it needs to start at the conference level so uh, this year we had a constituency and part of the constituency the the, the executive committee or uh, that uh, ADCOM as it's called in some other places um, 
we have involved more young adults in our uh, executive committee. So we have young adults that are there at one point. Unfortunately, we didn't have. I was the youngest and, and by decades uh, mm. in the executive committee. But now we have more uh, youth and young adults that are part of this committee which is the committee that help us uh, shape the, the conference. So now we are also going down at the uh, training uh, churches to, to, to be mentors and be able to, to uh, get the youth engaged in ministry. And not only that, but allow them, hand them the keys so they can actually do ministry themselves too. Not just for the adults and the older generations to have all the power in a way, but actually that they will hand some of that uh, those responsibilities to the youth and young adults. So we, we are revamping. It's not about events at this point, even though we do have events, we have youth rallies, we have ski weekends, we have uh, camps, and we have all of those things. But uh, we're not focusing on the events. We're focusing on changing the dynamics and the culture of our uh, the conference and the local churches as we hand the keys down to, to, to the other generations and empower them to go ahead and lead is their church. So we're, we're, that's the, the vision. The vision is to develop leaders, mm. not just create a, an event for them where they can be babysat or, or they can have fun. We actually want to get them engaged in ministry. Wow. <laughs> wow. And um, for those listening, probably you might have started to notice the language pastor you were using, it was uh, very similar to growing young, especially. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Because um, you mentioned handing the keys, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the facets of growing young. So that's yes. um, really, really interesting. And very, I think it's something very powerful for your conference to see youth and young adults participate in the dreaming. Down. We spend time doing different things, and now also some uh, young adults that are um, in our in our different churches, and they're going to be part of our core team, where they're going to spend time with us, they're going to dream with us, they're going to go ahead and share ideas with us, and it's not about uh, just one person uh, saying, "Hey, listen, I am the director here, so we're going to do this." It's rather, "Hey, I'm here to learn from all of you." And what do you see God leading us? Uh, so everybody has a saying, everybody has ideas, and we try to implement those ideas that go with the vision and the values that we hold here. And, and uh, we can say that it's giving a lot of uh, very positive uh, results. And even though the, the, the team is young, we can say we're just getting together and we're just trying to figure out uh, things out and we're trying to get to know one another, we are starting to see very positive results and we're already dreaming big for 2020 and, and 2021. So, so many things have come out of it. And uh, uh, going back to, to, to the question, it's like leading is not about telling people, but actually doing life and walking with them. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what Jesus did. Yeah. And, and, and even consider any idea any in any opinion that anybody may have because even though it might sound crazy but it might be the, the answer to some of the uh, a solution to to a problem that we may be dealing with wow wow awesome that's that's it's 
We'll get back to the interview with Pastor Walter in just a moment. I just want to remind everyone to feel free to check out my Instagram at youth underscore mentor 101. That's youth underscore mentor 101. And feel free to message me there. Check out the content that is on that page, which really coincides with this podcast. And also in the bio is my link tree where you can find my Facebook page, my YouTube page, and all social media where you can find other content like this podcast where we talk about youth ministry at length and engage with youth experts from all across the country, and the world. So if you have any feedback that you can give me on who I should interview next, what you're doing in your neck of the woods, what you're doing to engage with youth and youth and young adults, feel free to message me, let me know. Also, feel free to go to the Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review so that this ministry can grow and reach other people. So thank you for checking out this ministry and this podcast. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. And let's get back to the interview with Pastor Walter. Executive committee, Mm -hmm. because that's, like you said, that's the body that makes basically the decisions for the conference. And if youth and young adults are present there, that means their voices are heard. And that will be very effective to help your ministry and what what you're doing with uh engaging with youth and young adults so it's also the other thing i wanted to mention is that you you're excited because you have a team it seems you everywhere i go and listen to youth ministry requires a team it's not something Mm -hmm. you can do by yourself or it's not rewarding without a team so um -hmm. so that that's really interesting and powerful to hear uh as you're getting this team together, uh, can may I ask, like, how 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 do you how do you lead with a team like that? How uh, do are is is it good to be laissez faire with a team like that, or um, is it you know each you have to know the person and then interact with them by their by relationship? How 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 can you give us like insight on how you would lead that team? Okay. Uh, when it comes to leading a team, I, I don't think you can become a team unless you spend time together, unless you you know each other. Um, it, it's just like any sports team. Um, the more you spend time with them, the more you trust one another, the more effective you can be. Uh, so uh, some of the stuff that we're developing here is we're we get along pretty well where this doesn't mean that we agree on everything every single time, but even in disagreements, we, we're still friends. We're still developing things. We're still excited about the vision. We're still want to move forward. So uh, w- one of the principles that I like using in my ministry, whether it is in youth ministries and any other ministry that I, um, I, 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 the aspect of life is use. see we uh see what needs we have with one another we sympathize with one another and as we win each other's trust then we can we can do more things together so part of the team is we spend time together talking praying we swim uh developing ideas dreaming about things and as we do that 
we start we start collaborating. Really great stuff. And um, you mentioned, you know, having this great vision, a team coming together. But what do you anticipate could be a big obstacle from keep it or a big obstacle that you have to overcome to really bring this vision together? Um, so, so when it comes to obstacles, I, I think that there's many obstacles that we have to overcome. Um, one is, uh, I think that uh, one of the major obstacles I, I believe is self. Um, see, because sometimes you, you may have an idea and, and, and I, I pray constantly that this will not be me, that I will be saying, okay, this is my idea and this is the re direction I wanna go and someone else may bring an idea and I could say no, uh, because this is the, the direction that I wanna go. But at times other people's ideas may be better and will be give better results. So, so I think one of the greatest obstacles is self. Uh, I think that also uh, another thing that we need to be uh, that I, we need to be careful here in Mountain View as a group is that we won't get too comfortable with one another that we won't challenge each other's ideas um, because I believe that otherwise we can just get too comfortable in saying yes 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 but we won't be able to grow because we're not challenging one another and maybe having healthy disagreements. Uh, that will allow us to have better, um, better results. Okay, so mm. so I think that those uh, are some of the, the the things that we can experience as challenges in in the group, and also a huge challenge that we are we we are foreseeing and we're trying to 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 do is how can we uh, help the local churches, the local church members understand the importance of, uh, of working with youth and, and mentoring youth and, and spending, investing time in them. So, so those are some of the uh, immediate challenges that we're seeing at this point is just trying to change the culture and trying to, to, to allow people to see that there, it is worth investing in our youth and and it's worth uh having uh to take the time to invest in them because it will give very rewarding uh results at the end yes at times the road will be a little bumpy but we shouldn't give up on them uh and and i think that that will be one of the greatest challenges that we will have is trying to instill that uh that passion and that desire for people to to work with our youth Wow, uh, I, I love that answer because I think it's something that many youth leaders are finding today to, to, because you mentioned that word, invest, and it, it's really just teaching and enlightening others that investing in youth is so rewarding. And uh, because I think we, we forget that uh, you don't see the results right away, but the investment will pay off over time. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, my other question that I have for you, Pastor, is um, we just had Oshkosh and I just wanted to see and gauge 
from you and Mountain View Conference, how it, uh, how that event uh, affected uh, the Pathfinders for you. Did it, was it a blessed experience and did the Pathfinders get really excited and all these things? Uh, just checking on that. Well, uh, when it comes to, to that, Pathfinders is it, just a wonderful ministry. And when you have a an event uh, as big as Oshkosh, especially, you have to understand that uh, we we as a conference, we're we're a small conference. We're not like some of the conference that have thousands of pathfinders, and when they have a camporee, they have lots of people all over the place. And and sometimes some of our youth here, they they don't they don't see. Uh, our church as a huge church because we have small churches, we have a small conference. But when we when they go to that event, they they get excited for many reasons. One is the quality of the the event, the mingling with um, with other pathfinders, but also they're able to see a big picture that we're not just a small church in the Mountain View territory, that we're a world movement. Uh, so it's a life-changing experience to, to, to our Pathfinders as they, they go there, they start realizing, man, we're part of something big. Uh, then as they, they sit there and, and through the programs, as they do the activities, they're constantly just ex- getting excited. Um, see, we've been back for a couple months now since uh, Oshkosh, and people are still talking about that and the pins that they trade, they still showing them off and, and doing things like that. So, so it has been a, it is a life changing experience for our pathfinders. It's a life changing experience for, for all of us as we participate on that. True. It's a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of things that go on uh, behind the scenes to getting ready to get there. And then while you're there, but it's all worth it. As you see the, the lives of those kids that, from West Virginia and Western Maryland that some some of them have not traveled outside of the the state or they haven't traveled to 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 big conventions like that and just to see their faces and knowing that they're not just a small pathfinder club but they're part of a a, a uh, huge big club around the world from all over um th- from different languages different uh races and everything it's just exciting so so yes, it was a life-changing experience for our Pathfinders. Yes, they're excited about continuing to be Pathfinders, but now they have a bigger picture of what Pathfinders uh, ministry is and also the, the, that they're part of a bigger movement as we are in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Awesome, Pastor. That, that is great to hear. Uh, I, I'm just going to quickly ask uh, this last question, which is um, you mentioned mentoring a uh, number of times. Uh, from your experience and from your knowledge, how do you believe we can mentor young people in our churches better? See, mentoring, even though it is, uh, some, sometimes uh, I believe that there's a misunderstanding of what mentoring is. Uh, and uh, I myself have been confused at times where I will say, hey, listen, I I thought I was mentoring someone, but mentoring is not, what mentoring is not is just telling people what to do, okay? Uh, It's not telling people how to live. It's not telling people what, how wrong their theology or ideas may be. 
mentoring is actually doing life with them, uh, spending time with them, being there in the good times, the bad times, the ugly times. Uh, and in the process, as we are getting acquainted, as we, we get to know one another better, the trust that is there that we can we can share. And many times those people will come to us and say, hey, listen, I'm dealing with this stuff. How do, you, how do I deal with this? And then there's an opportunity for us to, to make a difference or to, to, to counsel them uh, in a certain direction or help them see other aspects of life. So mentoring for me is more about doing life with people. Uh, it, it is about being there for, for them in the good times, the bad times, and the ugly times. It's about investing in them and believing in them, even though they might make mistakes, they might fail, but we can offer them, uh, and I'll use uh, growing young terminology, give them the keys and, and allow them to fail. And, and when they fail, don't, don't come and step on them and, and stop on them, but actually help them get up and say, hey, let's try this again. Uh, I know you can do it. I trust that uh, God is using you and calling you in, in, in this direction. So, so it's being a support in a way and is doing life with them, not just being distant and then just coming in and saying, you're doing this wrong. Awesome. Pastor Walter, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You have given some great insights uh, and really some great knowledge and uh, what's happening over in Mountain View Conference. Um, as I usually end this podcast, I give it up to the guest to uh, say a final word, to encourage uh, those who may be hearing the call to youth ministry or ministry in general. Uh, what words of encouragement can you give? Well, uh, some of the stuff that I will, will say is that God never makes a mistake. Um, he, he, he doesn't make a mistake. And he, if he is calling someone, he has called you to do something, whether it's youth ministry, whether it's other type of ministry. Uh, I would say, do not grow discouraged. Don't, don't look at yourself and say, I am not worthy. I am unable to do this. I am unable to do that. Uh, because at the end of the day, the ministry is not about you. It's about Him. It's about God. And if He's calling you, you might not be the, the most qualified, per se. Uh, but don't be afraid, because if God is on your side, who can be against you? Um, there is a lot of moments of discouragement in ministry, but you have to remember who was the one that called you. And never think for a moment that you can mess up God's ministry. You're not that powerful. You're not that big. You can never mess up God's plan because He is bigger than you. And whatever mess you, you can possibly think you can make, He can handle it. But He is calling you right now. If He's calling you right now, just be faithful to Him. Surrender yourself to Him. Allow Him to do the mighty work that He wants to do through you. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go where God is calling you. And it might be that you're in a low point right now in your ministry. You might even be thinking about quitting. You might even be thinking about that this, it was a mistake for you to go into youth ministry because we all have those moments. But I would like to encourage you. Go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. See, 
he has commanded you not to be afraid. He, he will be with you because he has called you and he will not forsake you. I pray that uh, you will be faithful to him, faithful to the call that he's making, and that you will be a warrior for him and, and, and help those young people that he has put to your care to make a huge difference in their lives. And I can guarantee that if you stay faithful and you invest in those youth, see, they will be talking about what difference you made even though you may not see it today, but through the rest of their lives, they will be talking about what you did, even though it might seem like something small, but it changed their lives. So just, I give you some encouragement to just keep moving forward, don't quit, just be faithful and stay, uh, stay with the Lord.